We know from the Bible and science that evolution is impossible. An animal can't change into another kind of animal, and a leopard can't change its spots. But can an evolutionist be changed into a Bible-believing creationist? All that stuff that I used to believe about evolution wasn't really science. It was just science falsely so-called. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Many people are caught in the grasp of the evolutionary belief system. But there is hope for everyone as the power of God can break any feather. Today, we'll meet three PhDs who have been freed from the bonds of evolution. Don't change that radio dial for the next 15 minutes as we hear how these devoted evolutionists turn to the truth of creation and to the God of the Bible. The three former evolutionists we'll be hearing from today are not unfamiliar to our Science, Scripture, and Salvation radio audience as they are frequent guests on our broadcast. ICR biologist Dr. Gary Parker wasn't always the kind, gentle creation speaker that we've come to know, but was a fervent and stern defender of the evolutionary worldview. I was a very enthusiastic evangelical evolutionist. I really felt it was a part of my duty as a professor of science to convince my students they had to give up silly old myths and fables like the Bible, like the Christian faith. I was really doing them a favor, you know, bringing them out of the dark ages that it wasn't the plan, purpose, and special creative acts of God that brought us into being, but it was millions of years of struggle and death, struggle and death for millions of years. What Darwin called the war of nature, famine and death, that was the evolutionary process that brought us all into being. Well, that's what I was preaching, and I was preaching it so hard and so forcefully that I actually had Christian students you know, crying in my classes on occasion. So what got this devoted evolutionist to start thinking about creationism? There were three things that got my thinking turned around. Free coffee and donuts. Aha! (laughs) Now, how did that work? (laughs) Well, that spot was used by a chemistry professor where I was teaching to lure me to a Bible study at his home. The last thing in the world I wanted to do was study the Bible, but, you know, a social outing with free coffee and donuts, that sounded tolerable. So my wife and I began to go to that Bible study, and I began to read the Bible in earnest. Why? To criticize it more effectively. And so that was my original motivation. But while Dr. Parker was reading the Bible, he began to see things in a different light. However, his heart was still stone cold to the truth of creation and salvation. I thought I could see why somebody would want to be a Christian. The Bible has a happy ending, just like all those other fairy tales. That's the way I looked at it. When I first understood the gospel message of new life in Christ, that's what I thought. It's just too good to be true. But God continued to work on this evolutionist through the fellow professor who had invited Dr. Parker to the Bible study in the first place. As a scientist, And as a creationist, Dr. Charles Signorino said, well, why don't you take another look at that science you think supports evolution? I think you're going to find out that science is telling you that evolution is wrong and you really can trust all those wonderful promises in Scripture. And boy, oh boy, that started it. Three years, the battle raged. Three years, I used all the evolutionary arguments I knew so well. For three years, I lost every scientific argument. (laughs) 
And so it finally dawned on me, what we see in God's world really does agree with what we read in God's Word. And Dr. Parker says, after he became a Bible-believing Christian and creationist, he began to better understand the science he had studied for years. And it's funny, I looked at the science, it's the stuff I knew already, but I never put it together in the right way. And as a creationist, when I looked at the same evidence that was already familiar to me in a different light, wow, finally it began to fit together into a pattern that made sense. Since his conversion, Dr. Parker has dedicated his life to helping others know the hope of salvation through Jesus Christ and to understand the truth of creation. It's been a thrill to be able to share the evidence of creation, uh, you know, worldwide through seminars with ICR and others and so on and uh, help other people get past that stumbling block of science, falsely so-called. All that stuff that I used to believe about evolution wasn't really science. It wasn't even good science. It was just science, falsely so-called. Humanism dressed up in a lab coat. Real science supports scripture. And I really want to emphasize that. Science is not the enemy of the Christian faith. Science is the Christian's ally in its battle with evolution. And God made the world so that the things that we see in the world will encourage us to take him at his every word, that wonderful word that became flesh and dwelt among us as our Savior and Lord. Dr. Thomas Kendall, president of Reasons for Faith Ministries in Eagle Point, Oregon, is also a former evolutionist who discovered the truth of creation. As a child, Dr. Kendall was taught about religion, but not about creation. Well, I, I never was actually, strictly speaking, a atheist evolutionist. I was an agnostic. I actually was raised with a religious background. I was actually raised a Catholic. But I loved dinosaurs from the time I was just a small, small child. And I used to play with dinosaur plastic models when everybody else was out playing football or basketball. <laughs> I preferred my dinosaurs. And... I would go down to the uh, library and read all the books I could get my hands on about dinosaurs. And, of course, I began to memorize the different geological ages. And I thought I was so smart and so much more educated than these poor fundamentalist Christian kids that believe the literal Bible. And Dr. Kendall says his belief in evolution is the one thing that kept him from accepting the truth of God's Word. I thought nobody challenges that, not even the clergy, not even the priests. Nobody challenges evolution, but they challenge their own book. They don't believe their own book. And I thought, you know, why should I believe it? So I was a very disgruntled agnostic, but the problem was I didn't want to be an agnostic, but my belief that evolution was a fact, that was the one thing I thought, if nothing else is true in this world, evolution is true, because nobody denies it. Nobody tackles it. And I was unaware of any evidence against it. But as he grew up, the Lord started working in Dr. Kendall's life. He saved my sister, and she just was a brilliant light where there had been just horrible darkness. And she began to preach to me the true gospel, which I'd never heard before. But even after Dr. Kendall had received Christ as Savior, he still believed in evolution until a Bible college professor challenged him to study the evidences for creation. And so I took the books he recommended, books by Dr. Henry Morris and other scientists, Dr. Gish from the Institute for Creation Research. And as I read those books, it was like, the scales fell out of my eyes, and I could not believe how I had been deceived. I could not believe how I didn't even stop to think, well, maybe evolution is wrong here. Maybe it has a problem there. And just opening up that little crack of doubt 
that little devil's advocacy, let's look at it with a critical mind that my professor challenged me to do, that opened the floodgates for me. And I could see for the first time in my life how much I'd been deceived. But Dr. Kendall wasn't deceived any longer. In fact, for the past 30 years, he has helped others to know the truth through his Creation Apologetics Ministries. Dr. Kendall says it's important for people to understand that while the Creator offers us hope and eternal life, evolution only brings despair and hopelessness. It's been said that man can live, you know, for weeks without food, for days without water, for minutes without air. But nobody can really live without hope. It's just an ugly existence. If you don't have purpose and value, if you don't have hope beyond the grave, you have nothing. And evolution offers you nothing, whereas the gospel of Jesus Christ offers you everything. Our next champion of creationism not only was a convinced evolutionist, but was also involved in Eastern mystic religion. Dr. Job Martin of the Incredible Creatures That Defy Evolution video series is founder of Biblical Discipleship Ministries in Rockwall, Texas. He says although he made poor choices in college, he did have the right start growing up. Back when I was being raised as a young man, my mom always had us in church. We were in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But when I left home, I was not a believer in the Lord Jesus. I, I was not a Christian. Went off to college, majored in uh, music and biology at Bucknell University. Then I went on to dental school, University of Pittsburgh. When I got out of dental school, I'm agnostic. I just don't even know if God exists. I'm looking into Zen Buddhism. This was 1966. This was height of the Vietnam War days. It was the hippie days, and that was very popular back then. It still is in some circles. I'm looking into Zen Buddhism. And I'm an evolutionist through and through. So I'm an agnostic Zen Buddhist evolutionist. But when the Lord answered a half-hearted prayer Dr. Martin had uttered concerning his future wife, the young Air Force dentist decided that the God of the Bible really did exist. But when he finally acknowledged Christ as Savior, Dr. Martin still held on to his evolutionary beliefs. I got to Washington, D.C., and I walked my first Sunday there. I walked into the first church I came to. On the way out, the pastor asked, me if there's anything he could do to help me spiritually and i said anything you could do would help me spiritually i'm zero i was we read the bible together and it was john 3:16. god used to bring me into the family it said for god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son his name is jesus that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life i got down on my knees i confessed my sin i received the lord jesus as my savior well, I instantly went from being an agnostic Zen Buddhist evolutionist to being a theistic evolutionist. Now, I, I had God, but I still had my evolution. I still had the Big Bang. I still had the billions of years. I still had local flood in the days of Noah, those kinds of things. So just when did Dr. Martin realize that the biblical account of creation and the flood were literal facts? It all began when, as a college professor, he was questioned about his old earth beliefs. Two of my students challenged me after class. They came up, they said, Dr. Martin, have you ever investigated the claims of creation science? Well, at that point, I'd been a Christian five years. This is 1971. And I'd never even heard a sermon on Genesis, let alone creation. Well, they asked me to read the assumptions that the evolutionists make. And I began to realize, you know what? The assumptions behind evolution are not valid. The biological makeup of the animals there's no way they could be evolving different parts over different periods of time to come to be a whole working organism that all the parts work. They all work together, things like that. 
Along with studying the science, Dr. Martin says he earnestly read the Bible and came to the conclusion that evolution was not true. He says the Word of God is so reliable that everyone, including evolutionists, can trust it. So I became a creationist. That's where I stand. And I haven't found anything in science that in any way compromises that or would in any way be able to convince me that that is a wrong way to think. And it has deepened my trust in God's Word because when God's Word speaks, it is true. In my uh, lifetime of 66 years, I have seen all kinds of evolutionary science change. Much of it gets thrown out the window. The Bible hasn't changed a bit. We can trust it. It's faithful. The God behind it is faithful. He sent His Son to die for our sins. And that is true. And now I know that one of these days I'm going to be in heaven with Him and I can't wait to get there. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.